Good morning. I'm going to read from Psalm 100, a Thanksgiving, prayer, a Thanksgiving psalm. On your feet now and applaud God. <laughs> Bring a gift of laughter. Sing yourselves into his presence. Know this, God is God. And God, God, <laughs> he made us. We didn't make him. We're his people, his well-tended sheep. Enter with the password, thank you. Make yourselves at home, speaking praise. Thank him, worship him, for God is sheer beauty, all generous in love, loyal always and ever. There was a phrase in there that said, well-tended sheep, we are well-tended. What do well-tended sheep need? A shepherd. We are in a day today where we are going to be affirming a shepherd. This is, this is also a call to worship for leaders. In 1 Peter 5, he says this, I know what it's like to be a leader in on Christ's sufferings as well as the coming glory. Here's my concern, and so this is our call to worship for you leaders and for leaders that are formal leaders and informal leaders, that you care for God's flock with all the diligence of a shepherd, not because you have to, but because you want to please God. Not calculating what you can get out of it, but acting spontaneously, not bossily telling others what to do, but tenderly showing them the way. When God, who is the best shepherd of all, comes out in the open with his rule, he'll see that you've done it right and commend you lavishly. And you, who are younger, must follow your leaders, but all of you, leaders and followers alike, are to be down to earth with each other. For God has had it with the proud, but takes delight in just plain people. So be content with who you are, and don't put on airs. God's strong hand is on you. He'll promote you at the right time. Live carefree before God. He is most careful with you. Thank you, Mike and Lisa. Uh, today is a really special day. Uh, you can normally tell it's a special day at Renew because you see people wearing sports coats. Um, that's just a little thing for you to know. Uh, we have a few announcements uh, that we would like to... Uh, just let us let everybody know about uh, a couple things. Baptism coming up Sunday, July 29th. So next Sunday at Branchwood Park in Telford. And I just wanted to just take a moment. Um, if anyone has had life shifts this year and are just sensing like maybe last announcement you heard or when you watch a video, man, I really sense I need to be baptized. Or maybe you're one of these people like, I was baptized as a kid, but I've just always wanted to just make this a, a, a new profession, or maybe the Lord's done something in your marriage or in your life in this last year, and you want to just make a statement of, how, of God's goodness and let the community know. We want to invite you to let myself or Ben or one of the elders know. Um, we're really looking forward to this. Uh, for those of you that have not been to a baptism with Renew, uh, 
there are a couple rules we have. Uh, no polite golf claps and bring things that make lots of noise. Uh, and it's also a potluck, so bring your dish. Um, so we're really excited about this. Um, and if you're interested, please let me know, uh, or Ben. Uh, community dinner, uh, Sunday, Saturday, August 4th at 6 here. If you need any more information about it, Joel's right here. Joel, you want to raise your hand? Um, we're really just amazed with what God's been doing uh, in that sacred time. Uh, it has really turned into this beautiful, flourishing community where God is at work. And so if you haven't been out to one, we invite you to come be part of it, uh, not to serve, but to have conversations and be involved in people's lives. Uh, next thing we have, 24 hours of prayer. So here's something we've really been excited about. Uh, in uh, Pentecost, just a few weeks ago, we, we did sort of a 24-hour prayer time leading up to, to that, that day. And it was really encouraging and exciting to hear the feedback of the community. So in August, we actually have two 24-hour times of prayer set up. And a lot of that is because we want to really pray our way into the fall. Uh, the, this is an expression you'll, if you ever talk to a pastor who lives in the suburbs uh, or anywhere that's not the beach, they call the summer the church's winter. That's how pastors kind of talk about it. Because people are away and, you know, they're doing all the stuff and all the churches down in the beach towns are really packed. Um, but the fall is our kickoff. That's when everyone's back in, people are back into their normal rhythm. So we really want to pray and invite the Spirit to just mess with us as we enter into the fall of 2018. So if you have never done this before, I want to encourage you to sign up. We will give you things to pray for. Uh, if you're one of those people, I've never done this before, how do I pray? Well, you don't have to pray for the whole 24 hours. We sign up for our slots and it's just a really beautiful expression that we have to just pound the gates of heaven with the request that we have for God's movement within our community. Um, and this is something I'm looking forward to, lunch and games following the gathering on August 12th. So uh, kids, if you like playing games in gyms uh, and you like food, this is your Sunday. So come, uh, you... you Probably won't see me in a, in a sports coat that day, um, but parents, uh, kids, adults, people without kids, you're all invited. We would love for this to be just a great opportunity to play and to have a good time. So that's up there. If you are interested in signing up, you can email mayor uh, at renewcommunity, families at renewcommunity.org. And I think that's all I have for today. Yes. Um, I'm going to ask that you stand um, with us, and Joel's going to lead us here. All right, uh, now we're going to confess uh, a statement of faith that we've received. So this is uh, how the church came together and affirmed who God is, Father, Son, and Spirit. So we invite you all into the mystery of the Trinitarian God as we confess who he is as revealed in Scripture and affirmed by the men and women of faith before us. So recite with me. I believe in God, the Father Almighty.
And as we're standing, uh, one thing that we would, we, we want to do now is we want to pass the peace. Just as an expression of us reminding that we are unified and as we just recited the creed to be reminded that people fought over this for years. But at the end of the day, when they affirmed this, it was an opportunity for them to unify under this beautiful statement that we have. So we're going to pass the peace. And that is going to happen like this with an embrace. So we ask that you would pass the peace with the people around you. So several years ago, we did something very similar to this. Because JR was saying, well, I've been pastoring this church but actually I've never been ordained. And so as elders and people of the church, we had to look at each other and say, well, what is ordination to us as Bible believers in this century where we find ourselves as a congregation? And so we went through a whole load of thinking and we came up with the service. And I can remember standing here doing the same thing, explaining it and saying how Hardly any church gets to see this in the life of their congregation because it's often done in a bigger church somewhere else with a whole load of people together. And lo and behold, two or three years later, we're doing it again. And between you and me, I think we're going to be doing it quite regularly every few years if we're going to be fruitful and multiply, just like in the first chapter of Genesis, be fruitful and multiply. So ordination is rather special. Most of us in America come to faith and we say something like, I accept Jesus as my own personal savior. It's a very individual thing and in some ways people will say, well, have you prayed the prayer? Or have you received Jesus as your own personal savior? And we see echoes of that in just reading the Apostles' Creed. How did it start? I believe. Because American culture is me, myself, and I very strongly. And so it's important that I believe. But when we become Christians, we begin to see it's more than just I, but it's us. Now, we are called, what's the name of who we are? Interesting. Renew Community. Now, we are not Renew Community Church. We are Renew Community because we are part of a living group, the body of Christ. And we have become, we have become, we believe in God the Father. And we pass the peace because... We are part of one another. And so as we come to ordination, we don't just think of poor Ben, Ben, and Ben, 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 but actually it's much bigger than Ben. It's about realizing who we are. We are the body of Christ. And so we go from Jesus as my own personal savior to become a community which is part of the greater church in Lansdale, in Philadelphia, and then did you know there's probably more Christian believers in China than there are Christian believers in America? Because the population over there is so huge. Or did you know that there are Christians in Iraq? Or we have just, one of our members just came back from Turkey, 
where there are Christians in Turkey. And part of our growing is to realize it's more than just me, myself, and I here in Lansdale, but we are part of this worldwide church and our prayers go out to that. So ordination is part of our journey where we look and see how we've grown. And then we take on our responsibility, which is to grow and be fruitful and multiply. And not only is it in numbers and people, but it's also throughout the whole wide world. So it's exciting to actually read some stories or hear prayer letters or someone comes to visit us from a different country and listen to how their church is growing. Or go to a conference that is outside of Philadelphia, maybe in Colorado, and say, wow, we are part of something bigger. And so it, it comes down to Ben, where we take our responsibility and we stand up and say, yes, we are the body of Christ, and we are ordaining Ben to do a job. Technically, in Pennsylvania, I think you can call yourself Reverend Ben, so we can say, hi, Reverend Ben, <laughs> at the end of the service. But it also enables him to do funny things like marry people uh, because that is the history of our culture where the, the pastor who was ordained with authority and trustworthy could marry people. But mostly that is the secular side of it, but there's a spiritual side of it. And I'm going to read now what Renew has put together and you can ask uh, Doug for a copy to read through exactly what it is we are trying to do. What is ordination? It's a setting apart of a person for the work of the church. It comes from scripture, out of the witness of the Old and the New Testaments. It's the affirmation of a person and the equipping of a saint to work in the ministry of the kingdom. Ordination is not placing a person on a pedestal but rather recognizing him or her as a servant who has a call on their life. As a community, we see the importance of all peoples being followers of Jesus, recognizing their own priestly calling. Since its beginning, the church has been calling and affirming people and giving them the authority to be leaders of the church and to preach the gospel and to serve in every way. And this morning we join together in that story that has been written over and over again to affirm through this service that Ben is one of our ordained leaders. It's often associated with the laying on of hands as a way to continue the story or a physical way of seeing the passing on of the Holy Spirit, the passing on of authority, Jesus giving commission to Peter. Often it's an opportunity for us to affirm who we are and say we are the church and to ask the Spirit to come and empower not only the leaders but to each one of us that we might too step up to be part of this community. We affirm that we are part of a bigger story. It reminds us to be called as witnesses 
of what Jesus has done in history through remembering how we have come to faith. And it's also a looking forward to the Spirit to so empower us that we change and minister in the future. So all these things are happening. From me, myself, and I to us and we, and hugs and kisses as we pass the peace and realize that we are the community, a family. It's looking back and saying, wow, this goes back thousands of years. And it's looking to beyond Lansdale to actually the whole wide world because God so loved the world. So it's a really exciting day today. So let us just pause for a moment. Holy Spirit, the disciples hardly knew what they were doing, but suddenly the power of your Spirit came upon them and they were able to speak boldly, do things that they would never have thought of doing. They were willing to go to jail, but most of all they met together they shared their lives, their possessions. They became a community of believers that was so impressive that others wanted to join in and find out who this Jesus was and what he had done. And where did they get this power? So this is what we pray for this morning, Father. Would you come and embolden us to lift open hands to receive your spirit and then empowered as such, enable us to pass and encourage and support Ben as we ordain him minister, shepherd, and leader in our congregation. Amen. And so uh, I'm going to present Ben so friends, family, renew. We've come to commission and ordain our brother Ben Pitson as a pastor in Christ's holy church. Christ alone is a source of all Christian ministry through the ages, calling men and women to serve. By the Holy Spirit, all who believe and are baptized received a ministry to witness to Jesus as Savior and Lord, and to love and serve those with whom they live and work. And so as we enter into this ordination, may we be reminded that each and every single one of us have been set apart and called and equipped by the Spirit to be ministers of the gospel, that we are ambassadors for Christ who reconciles and makes whole. We are salt of the earth and we are light of the world. Following his resurrection and ascension, Christ gave gifts to the church. And these gifts that were given, that some would be apostles, some would be prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers, to equip the saints for the work of ministry, for the building up of the body of Christ. And so we stand within a tradition where God calls, sets aside, and empowers some members of the community to enable the whole mission of the church. And so we present Ben Pitson, the gifts and callings that have unfolded to all of us over the last few years, and we are deeply thankful, and we have the honor this morning to enter into this holy moment with Ben. 
Ordination, as Dennis said, is about affirming the calling that God has placed on one's life. And so on behalf of the elders and Renew, we affirm that Ben is to be ordained as pastor. So Ben, we'd like to invite you to come forward and to stand. And Ben, we are going to uh, encourage you with scripture and then we are gonna tell your story of a faithful God who has walked with you every step of the way. In 2 Timothy, Paul writes this to Timothy. I thank God whom I serve as my forefathers did with a clear conscience as night and day I constantly remember you in my prayers. Recalling your tears, I long to see you so that I may be filled with joy. I have been reminded of your sincere faith, which first lived in your grandmother Lois and in your mother Eunice, and I am persuaded now lives in you also. For this reason, I, rem I, for this reason, I remind you to fan into flame the gift of God which is in you through the laying on of my hands. For God did not give us a spirit of timidity, but a spirit of power, of love, and of self-discipline. And so um, a lot of you may not know this, but Ben didn't just appear out of nowhere. And so we're going to hear the story, and I, I want to invite up um, Ben's mom and sister uh, to talk about God's evident work in Ben's life as he was growing up. Good morning. Good morning. <clears throat> so I'm pretty sure when someone asked Ben at an early age, what are you going to be when you grow up? I'm pretty sure he didn't say pastor. I'm pretty sure he wanted to play for the Minnesota Twins. <laughs> um, we also knew early on he probably wasn't going to take over to the family farm since it appeared he was allergic to the cows, literally, and had hay fever. Hunting and trapping were also not on his list of things to do. Possibly the earliest impact on Ben's heart was when we visited New York City. I think it was, it was elementary age. He saw boxes in Central Park and thought they were play forts, only to be told by his uncle that people actually lived in those cardboard boxes, and he also saw them eating out of dumpsters. He went on numerous mission trips, um, through high school and college, but I think his experiences in Ghana weighed heavy on his heart. I actually thought he would end up there. When he came back, I asked him, Ben, where's your suitcase? And he said they needed the clothes. Seeing firsthand there the devil worship and sex trafficking left, led him to be involved with the International Justice Mission. When Katrina hit, I sent money and blankets but for Ben, that wasn't enough. He physically wanted to go there and help them build their houses and rebuild their lives spiritually. Then there was his mission year in Chicago. All I can say is that I probably never prayed so fervently that year, but God spared him, and he also rewarded us with a daughter-in-law. I know now that she is taking good care of him with her love and support. 
So from a little orphan boy in Ghana, whom he befriended, to an elderly woman in Chicago, whom he helped to get her GED, to adopting two precious little boys, to whatever experiences are in the future, I can say that, God, that Ben lives out Micah 6.8, do justice, love mercy, and he walks humbly with God. Um, so I'm Heidi, I'm Ben's older sister. Um, when I was asked to write something about Ben's early years, I thought I'd come up with maybe a story about something really awful that he did one time and got in trouble for, and honestly, I couldn't come up with anything. My husband was like, really, nothing? The truth is, he may just be benefiting from my <laughs> really bad memory, but... <laughs> Um, but no, honestly, I, I did think of him as my pesky little brother growing up. I know that, but the truth is, um, he really was a good kid with a really big, caring heart. At a young age, when most kids his age were doing typical summer activities, Ben was heading out on mission trips to countries such as Hungary, Ghana, and Trinidad. God had placed it on his heart to humbly lead a life of service to others and to show the love of Jesus Christ to people in all different parts of the world. In high school, Ben was easily one of the smartest and hardest working kids in his class. It seemed his choices and opportunities for college and future careers were wide open. But God had a much greater plan for Ben. After finishing his degree at Northwestern College, Ben headed to the streets of Chicago and was actively involved in a local church there and invested himself in the lives of many people. Thinking back to that time and how Ben could go from growing up on a farm in Iowa to being able to minister and serve in inner city Chicago, it's clear that God's hand was involved in providing protection for Ben, providing him with the wisdom he needed and also for softening hearts and helping him develop those relationships. I was reading this week in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, and it reminded me of my brother. It says in verse 11, For no one can lay a foundation other than that which is laid, which is Jesus Christ. Now if anyone builds on the foundation with gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, straw, each one's work will become manifest, for the day will disclose it because it will be revealed by fire, and the fire will test what sort of work each one has done. If the work that anyone has built on the foundation survives, he will receive a reward. I am thankful for Ben and the foundation that he has laid as he continues to serve in his church, in his community, and with his family. And um, <clears throat> this is a letter written on behalf of Pastor Wolf, Pastor Juan, and the Saints of Lawndale Christian Reformed Church uh, in Chicago. Dear Pastor Pitson, there is a unique ring to the name. 
Whether or not you chose to, whether or not you choose to use it, your calling to become pastor is special. As my friend Eugene Peterson says, pastoring, there is nothing like it. Pastors get a front row seat to the ongoing drama of God's participation in people's lives. We were privileged at Lawndale Christian Reformed Church about, about five years ago to encounter part of this drama in your young life. You were recently married to your bride, Jenny, and wondered what God may be further calling you in your future. Could it possibly be ordained ministry? We suggested giving a shot at, we suggested giving a shot at preaching one Sunday in the spring of 2013. We did not know what to expect, and from the looks of it, neither did you. <clears throat> we knew Jenny, but you, well, you were always so quiet and soft-spoken. People reacted to your upcoming Sunday with, Ben, does he talk? <laughs> You took us by storm that, that Sunday. Not only did you open God's word for us, you immediately won the love and respect of the people. In fact, our associate pastor, Juan, quipped, anytime he wants to preach for me, I will gladly step aside. Very shortly after this Sunday happening, you decided to enroll in seminary, and today this chapter in your confirmation process is concluding. Congratulations to you and Jenny. Yes, for what you have accomplished and who you both are, but even more, for listening and participating in what God is doing. I am confident of this, that he who began a good work among you will bring it to completion in the day of Jesus Christ, Philippians 1.6. From Pastor Wolf, Pastor Juan, and the saints at Lawndale Christian Reformed Church. I'll give you a hug on behalf of them. Well, it's been really cool to reflect on the past 12 years that I've known Ben and realize how faithful God has been and how much grace he's poured out on us on this journey. So Ben and I met in 2006 in Chicago while we were doing mission year, and I remember my first impression of him being that he was very quiet as well. But then when he spoke, I thought, man, this guy is deep. When he speaks, he speaks. Um, so we lived in Chicago for seven years altogether. And um, during our time there, I got to see him connect with neighbors, coworkers, and his GED students. And it was clear, I began to realize that this gentleness and this sense of justice that he had was definitely God-given. During our time in Chicago, we were being challenged with some serious issues in the city as we tried to walk with our neighbors who were facing great inequities and injustice. And Ben and I were both wrestling with God during this time, wondering how there could be so much hurt and pain in the world when God was loving and just. But we soon began to see God's hand as healer, encourager, and redeemer in the midst of challenging situations and pain. We got married in 2010, and Ben shared with me then that he was feeling prompted to go to seminary. Uh, my initial reaction was that I would support him in whatever he wanted to do, but I was not going to be a pastor's wife, I told him. So I didn't know what that meant. So he started to look at um, seminaries, and Palmer Seminary caught his eye. 
And I was really glad it was on the East Coast because I grew up in Maryland and I was missing the East Coast, but I was like, this is three hours from my family. Like, I don't know about that. That seems a little strange to move to the East Coast and be so far, but we kept getting confirmation that he was supposed to attend Palmer. So just months before we were planning to move, we came out here to look for housing and um, there was only one problem and that was that neither of us had a job or a job contract and nobody wanted to rent to us. So at the end of a long day of apartment hunting, we were exhausted and felt defeated and met a friend of mine for dinner. And um, we were kind of feeling like, why did God tell us to come to Pennsylvania? Like, we don't have jobs. We don't have a house. Um, we're not so sure. Maybe we heard wrong. Um, so this friend of mine said she knew of an in-law suite that some of her friends had that were coming for rent around the time we were going to move. So we went and saw it. We were super disappointed because it was in Hatfield. We wanted to live in the city. And, um, but we said, okay, I guess this will do. We'll move into Hatfield, whatever that is, Hatfield. I don't know. So um, soon after that, Ben got word that his first year at Palmer was going to be free of cost. And we're like, oh, okay, all right, maybe this is, maybe we did hear right. So he decided to start seminary right away. Um, living in Lansdale was never a part of our plan. Um, we thought we would be in Philly. We were moving from Chicago. We thought we'd be near the city and kind of continue the work we've been doing in the city. Um, but it certainly was a part of God's plan. And I'm so grateful that despite our resistance at times, God has continued to pursue us and he's continued to do what he wants to do in our lives. Even when we miss seeing his blessings and his provision, God has continued to pour out grace upon grace upon grace on our lives. If we had an end up at Hatfield, we never would have found Renew, and we never would have welcomed Daniel and Tristan into our family. God is faithful. We're so blessed to be a part of Renew. It's evident God is at work here, and we have been blessed by the ways the people of Renewed has showed hospitality to us from day one, supported us through challenging times, and challenged us to live more fully into God's call for our lives. So when Ben graduated from seminary in May of 2017, he started looking for pastor positions in the area. And after he started searching for a while, we realized that there was no way we could leave Renew. It'd become our family. And so when we realized we couldn't leave and our boys were so connected here, we didn't want them to have another transition, he started looking for other jobs. And it was such a blessing um, for Ben to be asked to come on staff at Renew. We're so grateful that God has called us here. And that we didn't have to go anywhere else, that we get to stay put here where we feel God has called us to be with our family, all of you. So praise God for his kindness in our lives, and um, we just feel so blessed to be able to share in life with all of you as well. All right, uh, Elaine. Well, Ben was attending Palmer Seminary and interning at Renew. Uh, they 
a team of lay people was formed, so uh, we were, had the opportunity of meeting with Ben monthly, and we were discussing things like his calling, his goals, his struggles, his uh, progress, and I was able to serve on that team for two years. So when Ben graduated from Palmer, I wrote him this note. Dear Ben, thanks for the privilege of serving on your site team. One of life's pleasures is not only to watch someone, someone discover, grow, and choose their path, but to engage and have a front row seat as well. Whether it's your own child as they discover themselves in the world, or someone as they journey to find their place in God's plan, it's a joy. You have so many talents. Your messages are, are engaging and provoking, and you continue to expose yourself to new challenges in church life. My first impression of you, though, was you appeared to be a good fit for academia, a thinker. When I think of deliberately choosing the less obvious path, my mind goes to you. In your case, ministry. You've had to go and do some things that don't come naturally. God so often leads us in that less obvious direction because it's the road that leads us back to him. It not only causes us to grow in our faith, but to step out in our faith as well. That's why you encourage me. Who doesn't want to grow and be used by God? I hope as a leader, 1 Peter 5, 1 to 11, will be a grounder and an encourager. And coincidentally, that was a call to worship this morning. Thanks. And um, Dave is actually the head of the Ben Pitson Moving Club, so. <laughs> I was just gonna talk for half an hour on all the moves I've done with Ben and Jenny, so no. Um, yeah, so Doug just asked me to like say a few words about what I've seen God doing in Ben's life. And I think I could just say, like, Ben, you walk the walk. And I could just put the mic down. And the, you people who know him, like, you know that. If you don't know him, get to know him. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, like, there's a lot I could say about how I've seen, like, God growing Ben over the last year. But I, I asked my kids, I'm like, what, what do you guys like about Ben? And one of them said, he brings Daniel and Tristan to our house. It's like, he's cool. He's calm. He takes care of people. And all these things deserve to be celebrated. These are all like things that we've seen God doing in you. And as I was putting this together, I'm trying to remember, when did I first meet Ben? And and I, I don't remember. <laughs> it could be something like what his sister said about having a bad memory, but I think that actually kind of fits Ben. It's like there's not like a lot of like fanfare and fireworks, like when Ben does something, but he makes an impact. And like I've seen him, probably met him at our house church where he was just a member and then became a shepherd when, when Lansdale multiplied. And then he's doing this seminary thing and taking on larger roles with Renew and adopting these two awesome little boys and moving at least three times and then now like the role of pastor. Um, I've gotten to see him in action in all these things. Like my kid said, he is cool, you are calm, 
even when situations seem out of control, you interject peace into the situation. A lot of times without saying much, just by listening. I, I've told several people, it's like, Ben's a quiet guy, but when he's talking, you better be listening because it's gonna be good. But even more so, I learned not just from like what he's, what he's saying, but what you're doing. Like I said, you walk the walk. He and like, Jenny, Jenny, I hate to leave you out of this, but because you're like such a big part of this, like you guys have like done things, like incredible stories of love and generosity that, that don't get told. And I'm like, why won't you guys tell these stories? And I realize I'm being taught again, <laughs> like humility, right? I'm just like kind of echoing what everybody else has said here this morning. When people say more is caught than taught, that's how I've learned from you. You walk the walk, Ben. You've been open to what God is doing. You've been willing to join God in his work. And I'm proud not just to be able to call you pastor, but call you friend. And they're just excited to talk about you. I'm glad you were allergic to cows, because you do pretty well with sheep. Uh, my name is Clyde Leahy. I've been a house church shepherd with Ben for, wow, I've lost track of time, two, three years. I guess I'm supposed to say it's been a privilege to work with you. Okay. <laughs> it's been a privilege. Um, but what I took away, who I am as a house church shepherd, has been shaped by your peace and your affirmation. It's been more than a, a pleasure to work with you. First uh, Corinthians 12 talks, it makes this comparison between the church body and the human body. And the Lord's gift to renew through Ben is a set of ears. With Ben, there is a direct connection between his ears, his heart, and his feet. He cares by listening well. He takes notes so as to have good background. He takes initiative. He goes into needed areas. He remembers and he follows up continuing to care. In his teaching, he is not intimidated by silence, often allowing it to continue two or three times beyond what would make anyone else comfortable. And then he would come out of it with, uh, so yeah, followed by direction or a viewpoint or a question. Uh, you see, for Ben, silence is not inactivity. His ears shape people because of who he ultimately listens to. Ben, you listen to our Lord, you listen to us, and we thank you. Father, for the gift of ears to our body, we give you thanks.
Well, you can see I'm excited. <laughs> so we've been sharing what we've seen. And these are all people who come from different walks of life about what we've seen in Ben. As an elder, one of the best things that I think encouraged me about Ben was when we had a sabbatical and we didn't have a pastor, one of our pastors, Ben was always there with everything organized. We didn't come and find that there were no chairs. There were always chairs. He was always serving and doing things. Not only in that physical way, but also in spiritual ways. And that's what was encouraging and is encouraging to us as elders, is to see how Ben is both practical with feet on the ground, where rubber hits the road, and also in spiritual ways of encouraging and listening. Seeing is something that Jesus always talks about. That you may see, that you may see and understand. It's sometimes in the past, but it's also in the future. So as a community of believers, we're looking to see you change, Ben, and grow. And one of the best ways is for us to pray for Ben. And what is really, really funny is to listen to everybody and then go to what this whole service is based on. And that are the two letters of Paul to Timothy. They take about 15, 20 minutes to read those six, seven, or eight chapters all together. And it's like fits Ben to a T. Reminding him, encouraging him, wanting him to grow and flourish and blossom and bloom. And so I encourage you as we look and see these stories that have been told just now, we will see into the future and we will know what to pray for because Paul wrote it to his young pastor, Timothy. We can pray to encourage you. We can pray to hear you speak. We can pray that we will have ears to listen to you. Thanks be to all of us who have these stories to tell. And don't, don't be satisfied with the five or six stories that you've heard, but share your stories today, after the service, and during this week. And maybe actually share a story with Ben so that he can be encouraged. We are going to enter into a, a time of uh, affirmation and charge, Ben. Uh, and our prayer uh, this morning as we gather and we prayed for the service is that today is like glue, that it binds your soul together. So when you have those Mondays when you're ready to apply to Home Depot to cut wood, <laughs> that you are reminded that you are called, Ben. You are called. That God has called you, that these stories are evident, and that all of us have stories of God's evident work in your life. And you are called. And so as, as we, as the elders stand and as we affirm and as we charge you, our prayer is that they, they, these things become like glue that just sticks to you. So we want you to listen well. Caleb is going to lead us in a passage and elders, I'm going to ask that we stand. Okay, this is Paul again, 1 Timothy 3. Here's a trustworthy saying. If anyone sets his heart on being an overseer, he desires a noble task. Now the overseer must be above reproach, 
the husband of but one wife, temperate, self-controlled, respectable, hospitable, able to teach, not given to much wine, not violent but gentle, not quarrelsome, not a lover of money. He must manage his own family well and see that his children obey him with proper respects. If anyone does not know how to manage his own family, how can he take care of God's church? He must not be a recent convert, or he may become conceited and fall under the same judgment as the devil. He must also have a good reputation with outsiders so that he will not fall into disgrace and into the devil's trap. All right. So, elders, I'm going to ask you to stand, and we are going to affirm and charge Ben. Ben, you have shown yourself to be a preacher who has studied and handled the Word of God carefully. Will you continue to faithfully study, search, teach, and preach the Word of God? Ben, we have witnessed the work of the Holy Spirit in your life and through your life. Will you commit to remaining available to the Holy Spirit, to listen to him, and to love and obey him? Ben, we have seen you shepherd us well through your teaching and caring for us. Um, I was thinking that you take the complexities of life make them attainable, simple for us to understand. And I think that's the essence of a good shepherd. So will you continue to shepherd with the help of Jesus? Ben, when you and Jenny first entered our midst and told us that you had just come from the inner city ministry in Westside Chicago, hit a nerve with me as a graduate of a school outside of Chicago. I knew what that meant. We have recognized your heart for justice. Will you continue to shepherd the people of God in your ministry of justice? Jenny, I want to ask that you come stand next to Ben. <clears throat> Ben, will you continue to be faithful and a loving husband to Jenny and a faithful and a loving father to Daniel and Tristan? So uh, we're going to move to a point where we're laying on of hands um, and in order to, um, to pour into you. Uh, the elders, if you guys could gather around him and um, if, if you could both kneel, we will... Um, one more charge and then we'll pray for you. <clears throat> so in the, in the presence of God and Christ Jesus, who will judge the living and the dead, with a full understanding of his return and his kingdom, 
we charge you to preach the word. And that is preached with your life, with your values, with your priorities, with your time, with your money, to preach and reveal God's word. In season and out of season, to correct, to rebuke, to encourage. With great patience and wisdom. So in Jesus' name, we bless you. We bless you both to walk in what the Lord has for you. We bless you to hear clearly the Holy Spirit, to be motivated and driven by only him, and, and to lead us. We bless you. We pray, God, that you would pour onto Ben and Jenny giftings that are way beyond what they could imagine, that you would strengthen the giftings you've given them, that you'd give them more and new gifts, that you would fill them with wisdom and, and grace, that you would fill them with, with insights and knowledge, that you would fill them with power. For God has not given you a spirit of fear or timidity. So if you feel that, that's not God. The Spirit of God in you is a spirit of love, of power, of a sound mind, of self-control, of self-discipline. And when you feel power and love and self-control, that is the spirit of God has given you. So we encourage you to submit to that and to lead us in that. In Jesus' name. Now, if you guys uh, around, if you could, um, if you could lift your hand. Actually, could you stand out of honor for this couple and extend your hand to them? And I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pray a couple things, and I'm just going to ask you in your, in your heart to just have a big more Lord, more Lord for them. If you need to say that with your lips, I think that would be great. So Lord, we recognize the work of your spirit in this couple, and we say more Lord. We recognize, God, what you have done, how you have brought them here, how you have molded them, and we say more, Lord. We recognize the way they have led us and the way that they have followed you in their leadership, and we say more, Lord. And in this moment of sanity, we submit to their leadership. We submit to where they lead us based on your Holy Spirit, and we recognize that they are your pastor for this place at this time. And we say, yes, Lord, more, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. You can be seated. definitely not a towel, uh, but it's, it's a shawl, and it was given to me when I became a pastor in the Church of Scotland, and I want you to tell me what color it is. Black, which in some ways is evident of the Scottish spirit, very much aware of sin, and a wee bit dour, and sometimes dark, and hopefully sun will shine sometime. 
And when we look at ordination in scripture, it is often associated with being clothed or with a piece of clothing. And while we don't have anything like that, particularly in Renew, I thought I would wear this today because we have given a shawl or a scarf to Doug. And Claudia has got something for you, Ben, as well. In fact, we've got several little gifts. Now, how would you describe this? Colorful. Vibrant. It's also sort of rainbowish. And in our contemporary culture, rainbow has connotations. And so Ben, just like I got this from Scotland, and it's got a wee bit of the Scottish doorness, even within that, the spirit has to come out and get out of what is culturally the right thing to do and proclaim the gospel and the freedom of Jesus Christ. So as you wear this rainbow shawl, it takes us way back to one of the original covenants, and that was the bow in the sky that was given to Noah. The promise to Noah. And so even though we reside in the culture that we reside in, you will speak to that culture and from out of that culture that we might bring blessing. And so I have this, these words for you. Tim, in many ways, just gave you the charge. In season and out of season. Almighty Father, give to Ben, your servant, grace and power to fulfill his ministry. Make him faithful in service, ready to teach, constant in advancing your good news, your gospel, and grant that he will always have full assurance of faith, abounding in hope, and that being rooted and grounded in love, he may continue in strength and steadfastness in your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord, our Savior, to whom with you and that wonderful Holy Spirit who promises to be with us all the time, to this Trinity we give praise, glory and honor and worship now and forevermore. As a congregation, Ben, we charge you with those wonderful good words. Another gift for you. Ben, we were so impacted by the story after on Pentecost Sunday, um, Doug and Ben, um, we handed out pinwheels, the red pinwheels, um, to represent you know, our moving in response to the wind of the Holy Spirit. And um, <laughs> Ben told this great story that just stuck with us 
all of us about how um, after cleanup that day, he walked home carrying his pinwheel. And then he had to come back that night for, what's that night? Alpha, that's right. He walked back carrying his pinwheel. And that just was so powerful. Um, it just stuck with us. Um, it was a beautiful picture of his heart and his desire to follow the Holy Spirit. Um, and so we as elders want to give you this gift to commemorate this day. You've, you've got this beautiful, um, it's not a shawl, it's a stone. <laughs> um, and now you have um, this pinwheel as a gift from us, from Renew, um, just to remind you. <laughs> and it's a beautiful sign to us that this is the kind of man you are. You are waiting for the wind of the Spirit. You are in the direction of the Spirit and responding to Him. And we are so grateful and honored to have you as our shepherd. So, eventually, from the U.S. Postal Service, you will be receiving a print that is, was done by a, an artist. Uh, her name is Mindy Odin. Ben, you have drank from the source of living water, and you continue to do so. And in so doing, you have become a source of life to those you come in contact. We are grateful. So from Renew, upon its arrival, we ask that you would receive this gift. <laughs> May it remind you of whose you are and who you are. So when I said Renew would stand with me. And so, Ben, on behalf of the elders and Renew, in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, we ordain you, brother. And now with tears in your eyes, um, we would like, we want to ask that you would lead us in communion this morning. And Jenny and uh, you, the two of you are going to serve us, but would you lead us in communion? <laughs> Thank you, Renew. Um, yeah. It's a special honor. is faithful. And I'm so grateful. I 
was thinking this morning, verse, um, live a life worthy of the call, and recognizing that there's no way I could do that um, without Jesus and without what he has done for us. Um, and we remember that whenever we gather and we break the bread and we take the wine and we remember Jesus and what he has done for us and the grace and mercy that he has poured out upon us. Um, so I invite you to the table to remember Jesus and to pursue him. If you are here to receive grace and mercy from Jesus, we welcome you to the table.